Hi, I'm Simon. And I'm Ava. The topic today is about conflict and perceptions around conflict. Often when we run trainings, we get people to brainstorm the words that they associate with conflict. So often those words that might come up, anger, frustration, growth, opportunity, what else might... Tension, frustration. Fear, anxiety, creativity, difference. Unknown. Scary. Change. As a general rule, there's often a lot more negative words that come up than positive. Most of those words that people come think of when they're thinking of conflict, they go into a worrying about, oh, this isn't going to go well situation, when they think that they're, they're perceiving that there's a conflict. So the question about what is, what is conflict, what is it about, and whether we see it we mainly associate it with negativity or positivity or a mixture of both. But at the centre of conflict, there's usually human needs. At a basic level, we engage in conflict because our needs aren't being met or we believe they are incompatible or inconsistent with someone else's. And that perception of difference in needs or values or interests For example, planning a holiday, uh, one person might need to relax somewhere, have some downtime, just chill, and the other person wants to go on an active adventure and socialise. Different needs. Maybe they perceive that as a conflict. Mm. And and I, I think the conflict situation comes about because we're a bit worried about how the other person might react to how something is being said or what's being offered or what's being done. And that conflict and our emotional reaction to it and how we perceive that is, I suppose, is the key. I know for me, if I feel that I'm being attacked by them, by their words or their tone or or the way they've expressed it, and it's usually often perceptions around when they're why did you do that sort of stuff, that can certainly trigger reaction which can make you know make you feel defensive. So it sounds like from that, you know, which is true, our emotions and our feelings are often involved in conflict, whether it's being triggered by somebody else or the fear of what we might trigger in someone else, you know, when that relationship is important. So wanting to get it right or feeling that frustration or fear ourselves. And I guess the other element that often happens in conflict is how we express our feelings or voice our needs and how the other person does that. So the behaviours and actions and when there's a difference in that, you know, I'm thinking about in relationships, uh, you often hear when people are problem solving the relationship, the different ways they handle conflict, like one partner saying, he just refuses to talk about it. I can't get through to him. And the other party saying, you know, she's so emotional. Mm. And I I think that... When people don't want to talk about it, and there's a certain element of, well, how, where's this going to go? If I, if I start addressing that, then where's that, where might that lead? And am I actually in control of that reaction? So an example of the family ones, well, relationships ones, where the person's going, uh, I've got different needs, or I'm perceiving that if I try and talk to you about the conflict, that I'm going to get a negative reaction. I don't necessarily think many people would see conflict in the terms of it being a positive thing. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that in terms of how we view conflict. So when we do feel it, it's a negative thing, it can be harder 
for many of us to acknowledge when there is a conflict, like I, I know sometimes for myself, uh, sometimes might see conflict as a failure. Oh, you know, I shouldn't be in conflict with this person. Um, whereas if I see it as a normal, which is on a theoretical level how I see conflict, I mean, we're going to have differences. It's normal, it's inevitable, and it's necessary. It's more about how we handle that. So I think when we've got conflict with our kids, our partner, our colleagues, it can be really helpful to look at what's underneath that, what's going on, what are, you know, often there's differences at play and what those might be. That reminded me of a story when you said that because I remember when I was growing up and my I have a cousin that was very close in age to me and we would play together lots. and uh, But also we would be having a few fights. And I always remember my grandmother at the time going, oh, stop that. Cousins shouldn't fight. And it was a really interesting thing as I reflect back on that now going, the perception is that it's not okay to actually have a fight or a a disagreement with someone new because it was seen as, for my grandmother anyway, it was seen as something negative. Yeah. And as you told that story, what conjures up for me, you know, when you say a fight or a disagreement, I have different images in my mind. Disagreement or um, different opinions, debate, discussion, they all seem healthy to me, whereas fight brings up that more negative um, opposing forces thing, and which is interesting, isn't it? All the different words around how you describe a conflict and what one person might see as a conflict, someone else doesn't. And, and I guess it's all contextual how we perceive that. Um, so, for example, I know I'm a person that enjoys a healthy debate and enjoys a, um, in some ways, might even be a heated discussion. And, and, I'm, and I'm comfortable with that in terms of um, the conversation, as long as it's not being personal. And yet, it's one of the things that I guess I have to be mindful of is that for that other person, that might not be how they are perceiving my approach. And for me, that's a really interesting um, insight that I've had to learn. It feels like we need to reframe conflict often into something that sounds gentler. So a hard or challenging conversation to an uncomfortable conversation or a robust team discussion or difference of opinion, that that seems more palatable. Um, And I guess that depends on your perception, our perceptions. I know for me, going into um, the world of mediation and conflict management coaching, you know, versus seeing it as peace building and harmony creation, uh, the different feelings that conjures up for me. Mm. So, in terms of the, um, why are we talking about perceptions of conflict? It's, I guess, it's because we go, if if we're aware of how, how we are seeing and how we are perceiving the conflict and also seeing how the other person might be perceiving that conflict. And it could be on an individual basis or it could be a group basis or it could be a team or it could even be a na- nations. Is Are we seeing conflict in the same way? And I always think that if we looked at the conflict that people have, and, and Ava talked about in a... Um, family or couples, how many times people go, well, actually, what's going on for me there? Why am I in conflict at the moment? Yes. So that definition of conflict in terms of 
you know, when we've got a belief that our needs are not being met or they're inconsistent or incompatible with somebody else, if, if we look at those different dimensions, conflict that we've experienced, as you say, Simon, in many places, in a workplace, we may have different ways yeah. of solving a problem. And some people might just see that as it is, whereas some may find that, might, might describe that as a conflict. We may have different ways of expressing our emotions or articulating our thoughts, and that could could result in a conflict, all those different values mm. or needs. And how, how do we know when the conflict's actually started? We're perceiving, we're perceiving for some reason or another that we're suddenly in a conflictual situation. So our perception is based on... Um, oh, there's been a change in tone, or there's been a change in voice, or there's been um, an angry email. Well, it might be an angry email, or it might just be a factual email, or it might be um, there's a a sullen silence, and we're going. There's a there's our brains were probably going. Oh, something's not quite right here, and and I always wonder about that when that though, when we get those signals that we are perceiving it. Is there a conflict? Is actually really useful to go, well, actually, what is going on here at the moment? So what is it that I'm picking up that makes me think that this is possibly a conflictual situation? So what is going on? And what you described about um, those those cues we get that something doesn't feel right. We know that um, you know, the, the studies from neuroscience and some of the uh, work I've done more recently around conversational intelligence, like emotional intelligence, we bring all that to our communication with others. And there are certain things that open us up the way we approach it and, and certain things which close us down. And when we're closed down, we are not listening. We're feeling more defensive. The emotions are running, well, the negative emotions are running higher. So I think that is something that we can pick up at a, another time. Our preferences in terms of communication, you know, we have certain styles and also some tips around that. A great touchstone story for me in terms of how people perceive a conflict was uh, an example from a number of years ago was at a dinner time, dinner table conversation. It was a political conversation and we were getting into some really interesting political views and there was quite a lot of disagreement around the table as people expressed their their views. And it was left with about three or four, maybe five of us there just at the very end. And I walked away from that table and my partner goes, oh, um, how was that? And I said, oh, that was just great. And then she said to me, did you notice what happened? And I go, no. She said, when you four or five people started to really debate, a lot of people left that part of the dining room table and went somewhere else. And it wasn't because of the actual topic. It was the level of discussion that was taking place. And I always think that's a really good touchstone story for me on how we perceive it and how others might perceive that conflict. And to actually be mindful and test out and look at, and, and actually look around and go, gosh, I wonder what's going on for others and how they might be perceiving it. Yeah, what's the context? What's going on? So we've talked a bit about how we associate with the word conflict, uh, what our perceptions around that are, and are they mainly negative or positive? We've also talked about what conflict is. And we've also talked about how our attitude or approach to conflict guides how we handle it, what actions we take from there. 
when people are perceiving conflict, one of the things I do as a, as a coach and trainer for people is reality test them as to what is it that you are seeing or hearing at the moment that leads you to believe this is a conflict situation and getting somebody to test the assumptions around that. And the way I ask people to do that is to simply go, what is it that is making this feel that this is a conflict or a potential conflict and getting them to list out those things and then going through and reality test those with them. Well, thank you for that, Simon. And thanks for that too. The next one we're looking at, if you're interested, is going to be around uh, that whole brain science stuff around conversational intelligence and and the neuroscience. Um, And that will be mainly Ava because she's um, got some real expertise in that area. And so it'll be a really interesting topic. Thanks for your time.